Hey everybody, welcome to this edition of Tricky Kid Radio. I'm your host, Roy Turner. Happy New Year, everybody. This is the first episode of Tricky Kid Radio for the new year. And uh, man, I hope everybody had a great uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, I know that I did, and uh, me and my, my crew, uh, we had a great time. I just returned from uh, Marvel Comics' Marvelous New Year. And they had so many great artists and, and, and guests and everything else. It was a great time. The whole thing was... Uh, of course, headlined by uh, the face of Marvel himself, of course, you know, Stan Lee. And so, very excited to bring you uh, three great uh, uh, special guests this week. Uh, we're going to do this as a two-parter. Uh, this week, we're going to do part one. And I'm excited to bring you Natalie Cox. She was Juno Eclipse from the uh, the Star Wars video game Unleashed. Uh, we also have the savior of the universe himself, Flash Gordon, is here this week. And, and, of course, we're going to hear from the man himself, Stan Lee. Uh, but, again, I hope everybody had a, had, a, had a good New Year's Eve and a good and safe one. I know that 2016 uh, was a kind of a rough uh, ride most of the year. It was uh, at times it seemed like it was a bit of a, of a cruel prank. Uh, but, uh, we, but we did survive it, and we have recovered, and we're ready to start this year off uh, fresh and, and positive. And uh, so I'm excited to bring you a very fun, uh, action-packed, um, episode this week here. Uh, I got to tell you, you know, it's funny. I don't know. Uh, I, and a lot of our listeners, you know, they go to cons and stuff. We've had a lot of cosplayers, uh, like, you know, obviously Ashlyn Starbuck has been a regular on the show and we've done, um, uh, two, um, cosplay episodes. We do the, the top 10 cosplay at the end of the year. You know, we had Joni Brosis, who was considered to be like the, number one cosplayer in the world. She was voted our top cosplayer uh, of the year, you know, for the second year in a row. So, so the con experience has been something that, that I have, you know, I, I grew up, you know, reading comic books. I read Marvel, you know, how when you grow up, you're either you're a Marvel or a DC person. That's just kind of how it goes, you know, and, uh, and never the twain shall meet. It's just, it's just how it is. And I was a Marvel guy. So of course I grew up, you know, worshiping Stan Lee and, and all the heroes that he created, you know, I mean, it's, it's insane to think that there was a time when there wasn't a Spider-Man or a Fantastic Four or an Incredible Hulk. And, and it's even more insane to think and, and surreal to, to speak and spend time with the guy that created all of that. So especially at, uh, at a hotel uh, for four days in downtown Dallas ringing in the new year. So, uh, so it was a great, great experience. Uh, I know they kind of took a bit of a gamble. Uh, doing it over the holidays because typically the holidays is is kind of a no no for the con season because you know most people have spent most of their disp- you know disposable income on you know Christmas and stuff or they go out of town or you know con is something that you equate with the summertime not really for New Year's Eve so I know they took a bit of a gamble I, I don't think that the attendance was quite where they what they where they had hoped um, and again so so you know that's another reason why it was a bit of a gamble but from a uh, you know, from my perspective, it was great fun. Um, I was there for all four days, uh, starting, you know, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Um, we did, uh, most of the, uh, the episodes that we wanted to do were on Thursday, uh, Friday, there was a great roast and birthday party for Stan Lee. Saturday, I performed, uh, with my alter ego, DJ Tricky Kid with, a a great hip hop artist that, that's, uh, Proudly part of the nerdcore scene called Tech Force Rises, uh, uh, along with or Tech Force, and along with um, a guy named uh, One Up Creative Mindframe, 
and we got to play with Mike Realm, uh, you know, anybody that's, uh, you know, the turntablist world, uh, you know, I, I, he's, Mike Realm is one of, one of the best in the world, somebody that I've, have followed for a long time. So to get to spend time with, with him and get to know him was an amazing experience. So, so we had a great time. Like I said, I, you know, from a business standpoint, I, I know that there was probably, you know, uh, they might have taken a hit there, but overall, every, you know, I think everybody had a, had a, had a good time. And I know that we did. So I want to go ahead and get on to uh, our first guest here. Again, it's Natalie Cox. Uh, she played Juno Eclipse. Uh, she's the voice of, uh, of Juno Eclipse in the Star Wars game. Uh, Unleashed, which was a, which is a huge, huge hit. Uh, you know, I was talking about you know about video games, and and you know, I grew up playing video games, and and in my mind, uh, it's it's hard to to think that video games are so actually much more prevalent, actually more popular now than they were, you know, when I was much younger and stuff. So uh, to me, it's all kind of like, oh well, you know, that's. Um, I mean, I mean, they are they are as huge as as the products that they're like. For example, like Star Wars video games are as popular as Star Wars video games. That's kind of my point. You know what I mean? So, anyway, uh, so I want to welcome Natalie Cox. She was, uh, I had, I have to say, no offense to, towards anybody, but hands down, the most fun that I had, the most enjoyable experience I had all four days, and maybe ever, um, was on the first day they did. You know, to welcome everybody, they had an invited guest private dinner for all the uh, for all the, the invited guests, and uh, me being you know very honored to be a, a part of that. Um, we were treated to a very generous, awesome group dinner. All of us, uh, every every person, every every uh, invited guest, celebrity, every person got invited to go to this private dinner, and they shuttled us over to the Palm, which is one of the most famous, if not the most famous you know, restaurant in the, the downtown Dallas area and, um, set with Natalie and, uh, her boyfriend, Ben, uh, they're both from the UK and, uh, just both of them were just amazing. Just, I mean, I think, I think we laughed for four hours. We had, uh, a lot of great people at our table. Uh, uh Ming Chen, who from, uh, AMC's comic book men, you know, he's been a Kevin Smith alumni for a long time. Uh, you'll hear from him next week on next week's show. But, you know, you look down at the end of the table and there's, you know, Nichelle from Star Trek and it was her birthday. And, you know, we all sung her happy birthday. And then there's there's Peter Mayhew, played Chewbacca. There's uh, Sam Jones, Flash Gordon, you're going to hear from in, in this episode. So but even, you know, and it gets no offense against anybody else. But if it was just the three of us, me and uh, uh, and uh, me and, and you know Natalie and Ben, we laughed for four hours. It's just. We just click, click, clicked, and so uh, I just had such a great time. Um, it was actually her first time to Dallas, uh, so she was super excited. And her and Ben are actually currently on a tour right now of Texas, uh, checking the place out and everything else since they want to take advantage of being over here and, and being here for the first time. So uh, I want to go ahead and welcome Natalie Cox, uh, the great Juno Eclipse from Star Wars Unleashed video game. Cox. Hi. Uh, what's going on? So you're now you're in Dallas for the Marvel New Year. I know. It's nuts. My first time in Texas. Ever. Ever. For 
personal yeah. for any reason at all. Oh, yeah. so so were you excited yeah. about this? I'm so excited. And you're going to be here throughout the new year. Yes, okay. yes, I am. So you're going to ring so in the new year. I'm going to ring in the new year in Texan style. Well, that's the, that's the perfect <laughs> time to mark your first time in Texas. So what's taking you so long to get here? I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I'm. I lived in New York for a couple of years, so I'm not sure why I've never been down down yeah. here. But um, I'm a huge country music fan, actually. Oh, so well, then you come to the right place then. It's <laughs> like coming home. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I might never go back. <laughs> we <laughs> might just live here. Well, you know, Robert Olkeen is playing uh, tonight over at the House of Blues. Oh, so, really? Yeah, so as I found, right. As, yeah, so, <laughs> so I'm saying, so I'm saying, so we, we wrap up all these interviews and don't schedule anything after 8 p.m. because okay. he goes on about 8.30. So. <laughs> well, okay, so... You, uh, have you ever done any sort of concert before? Is this, I mean, you've done that stuff. You've done this um, stuff Yeah, before. I've done, so this is actually my second, only my second um, yes. American I one. I know it's kind of a rare thing for you in America. Yes. Right, okay. So I've done a few in the UK because right. it's easier and, you know, you can kind of squeeze them in in between work and stuff like that. So, um, but this is my, so I did Celebration 4 way back in the day. Oh, okay, wow. Um, okay. When the first Star Wars game that I was in came out. Okay. So when we did, and it was like... It was the Force Unleashed, right? Yeah. Okay, right. But it was more like, we were there for PR and press and we were doing interviews and stuff like that. So it, it was a bit more of a, a different kind of convention sure, than sure, this one sure. was going to be. Right. Um, so no, so I'm kind of super excited that I'm here. And, well, because you get to actually meet your, your American fans. You know, and yeah. So, I'm so excited. And so now, where, where do you currently live? Um, I live in London. You live in London? Yes, okay. I live in London. Yeah. And so... Um, now, I went to the celebration when it was in Anaheim, uh, and I know that there was... Were you, were you originally going to be there at any point? Was that talked about at all? Um, there's... There's like there's been a couple that I was supposed to go to and okay. then couldn't because work came up. Got it. Okay. Because I remember seeing uh, you listed, or I remember there were some people that were like, like looking forward to seeing you. Yeah. So so now you're here. And now I'm here. So what are you looking forward to most? Uh, not just uh, in, in, in yeah. Dallas and Texas, but at this convention. Um, Stan Lee. Yeah. Hello. Hello. I know, right? Hello. <laughs> Thank you. Hello. I'm like seriously excited about this. I'm like, like fan level no, excited. No, I'm so happy like, to And I'm trying it. to like rein it in and be all cool and just be like, yeah, sure, whatever. At, at this table, you can let your freak flag fly. Yeah, so. I'm, yeah, I'm super excited about that. But it's just the whole, I mean, you know, the fact that it's New Year's Eve as well just makes it so much better because like, you know, there's a big party and we get to like kind of let our hair down a bit. Right. So, yeah, so I'm just I'm just really pleased to be here. Really. Well, I want to I, I want to tell you something. I I, uh, I uh, have a dual role at this convention because I will be performing at that uh, New Year's Eve party. Oh, really? Uh, I'm also a professional DJ, and me and uh, uh, hip hop artist MC Tech Force. Yeah, we will be rock getting things started, rocking the house. I will be there. Yes, with my glad rags on I, if, and my dancing shoes. If you're not, then, then there's no there's no hope for 2017. <laughs> I, that is how I want to ring in 2017. I will absolutely I'm gonna give definitely give a personal shout out. Uh, to, I'm going to say, Natalie, uh, where are the dancing shoes there? So. there? I will have my dancing shoes on, definitely. I do dance like my dad, though, just to, just to warn you. It's not a pretty sight. Was your dad John Travolta? Or? Yeah, no, he wishes. I, um, no, it's definitely a lot of finger pointing, and it's a little bit embarrassing. But I don't care, because Don, Don I'm having a good time. a lot of finger pointing you know? in the Night So, yeah, it's a bit like that. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, we're going to have a good time regardless. And so have you ever met Stanley before? This is a good I haven't met Stanley before, so this is best for me. So I, I have 
I have, but again, it's always been in kind of a more of a formal thing. Not turning on on his birthday at his last con appearance in my own hometown on New Year's Eve. So, so I mean, this is just. This has just been kind of kind of a home run across the board. So, are you doing anything else in the states uh, while while you're here? Last time here, so um, yeah, I think when the convention's done, me, I'm here with my boyfriend. And we're going to do a little road trip, I think, okay. and okay. probably head down Texas a bit, kind of see some stuff. Well, while you're while you're here, you know, you've got to. Now, I don't know. Uh, now you've got to go to Austin, of course. Uh-huh. You know, and now Austin's kind of that blue dot in the red state there. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's very uh, very, very awesome and. and you know, a lot of people say you have to kind of go further down into Texas to, to, to experience it, but that's that's gonna be yes, right? You know. Um, so, so where are you gonna travel to? Um, we haven't really decided yet. Okay. We've kind of got a rough idea. I think I'm kind of angling more towards Houston, maybe. Okay. Because I'm a space nerd, so I want to go to the space center. For, there you go, for sure. <laughs> to get to get something kind of cool uh, that may have not be on the, uh, the, the the most road most traveled is there a town called Marfa out in West Texas. Okay. And they have a phenomenon similar to the Aurora Borealis. Right. Uh, uh, they're just called the Marfa Lights, like how they call that the Northern Lights. Wow. And it is in your in the right time frame and the time of the year and everything else so if you guys happen to head west it's worth going to see go to one and they, they film a lot of movies out there because there's nothing out there there's literally Brilliant. nothing in well that it would be getting away from it all which yeah is I mean that is the, the true <laughs> so I mean that's what you wanted to yeah. do for sure so tell me so what what, what other projects do you have that's, that's coming up um, so I have a couple of projects in the pipeline for next year um, I have a film thing that I'm not really allowed to talk about and I have a couple of small other projects going on as well so right. I'm doing a bit of writing which is very exciting um, you know just the usual kind of for sure. plodding along well, now, you working with Ridley Scott, that had to have been just a, uh, an, an exercise in endurance, right? I mean, yeah, like, so it was not. When you, when you think uh, about the movie that you made with, with Ridley Scott, what do you take away from that? Like, just the experience of it. Like, I mean, is there, is there some, like, little innocuous little thing that you always remember? Also, um, Kingdom of Heaven was my first movie that I ever did. That's right. This, this, this was yeah. your first movie, and you're shooting with Ridley Scott. Yes. So, so and it's kind of... So I came into acting from a modeling background, and I was absolutely terrified and nervous, obviously, that this was a huge movie, and it's like Liam Neeson's in it and Orlando Bloom, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is, you know, <laughs> have they made a mistake? And I shouldn't actually be here, you know? Right, so you attack with a sort of going to go, okay, the jig is up. Exactly. Yeah, right, right. And so, and I met up with Ridley before we started filming, and he, we were chatting, and he said... And I said to him that I was a little bit nervous, and he said that my modeling agency had sent over a list of all the commercials that I had done, because I do a lot of modeling commercials. For sure. And he said, you know, I started off doing commercials. I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. And then he said that I probably had more film time in front of the camera than half of the guys out there. And if I could sell a product in 30 seconds, then I can sell a whole movie in an hour and a half. Wow, I guess you're right, yeah. So that builds your confidence then, so, right? And that's something that I've always carried with me because so if I'm ever nervous on a film set and, you know, like I'm a bit kind of like I'm not sure what I'm doing here and, you know, when you have a tricky part in a film or a TV show that you're doing and there's a bit with the character that you're kind of conflicted with and I always think, you know, there is a way around this and Ridley's right and he's, he had faith in me, so, yeah. you know, sure, I can do this, it's fine. So yeah. I always feel like he's got my back slightly. Well, did, did you ever receive a, a, a Ridley Graham during the... Uh, the no, I didn't. There's this thing I, I, I when I've, I've talked to, to, to people that work with really the past is that 
instead of storyboarding, he'll just scribble something, and, and, and they, they were. Oh, and like them. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And they would dub them the, a Ridley Graham. You yeah. say, you know, I feel I've, like I missed out on this somehow. Yeah, I'm sorry, I, I, I've made. So now you usually get cast with another movie with him. I know. I forget which actor, actor or actress that told me about this, but it was like, in you know, his direction, and he's not you know a trained artist, so he yeah. would just be like scribble something. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I. He's want. very interesting to work with, actually, compared to other directors that I've worked right. with. Um, that his way of doing it, you can just you can see the creative cogs turning, you know, and it's it's amazing, and that's why he is who he is because he sees things that other people can't see until he you know sure. does it, and then it's just kind of reveals itself even even outside of the, the reading the script or yeah. the reading room, and once you're actually there and everything yeah. else, there are things that actually will reveal itself. Yeah, right. It's yeah. amazing. He is incredible to work with. Yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. Um, well, okay, so. Oh, tell me, tell me, tell me an actor that you uh, or a director that you haven't worked with that you would like to. Oh God, um, quite a few, really. I think I don't know. I mean, Scorsese would be yeah, yeah sure. amazing to work with. Um, I don't, there's so many, there's so many talented directors out there now that it's kind of we're spoiled for choice with great movies, you know. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. I couldn't pick one. I couldn't yeah. pick just one. I'm too, I'm too rare. I'm like, them all! <laughs> yeah, come on. Well, I hope you enjoy your time in Texas. Thank you very I'm much. I'm so glad that you're here. I can't wait to see you on the dance floor Saturday <laughs> night. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be really good. Natalie, I'm looking forward to, to the projects coming up. Thank you. And thank you for joining us this week on, on Tricky Kid Radio. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So we'll do yes. Again, I want to thank Natalie Cox uh, for joining us this week. She was so much fun. We had... Such she has the best personality, and just we just we just clicked so well. And I can confirm that she was indeed on the dance floor on New Year's Eve on that night. So uh, again, I want to thank her and, uh, and her and her boyfriend Ben, just the coolest people in the world. And, and I want to give a shout out to them and tell them that I will see you guys in London next month. Um, uh, hope against hope, of course, but uh, I look forward to seeing you guys, and I hope you guys have a great time in Texas. Um, so that brings us to, to now. I want to mention some of the great sponsors here. Uh, to kind of keep the lights on here to kind of pay some due diligence here and tell you about some future appearances where you can see me uh, and a few other uh, events that are, that are going to be coming up. Uh, so number one is, it, do you know we were working with Launch Louisiana over the holidays uh, for their great program called uh, Cajun Salmon, coatsforcajuns.com. And I'm so proud to, to announce that uh, if you go to our website, you can see that uh, a large donation uh, was delivered just in time for Christmas to uh, to all the families that were in need down there. And and so we were very, very proud to be a part of that. And it was such an honor. I want to give a shout out to, to Shanna Forrestall for spearheading that. She's part of the Watch Louisiana and getting us involved. And But, uh, but uh, you know, the fight isn't over. We still have a long ways to go. And so for the new year, they've started a, a new coalition that's obviously – less affiliated with the holidays, and it's just called Let's Rock. So I wanted you guys to go to, you know, Google, go to Facebook, look up Launch Louisiana, find out how you can get involved. There's a lot of people down out there that are still very much in need, and we were very happy to get them through the holidays, but um, but now we want them to have a normal life like the rest of us. And so uh, we want them to start off this new year like the rest of us, all happy and ready and and, um, and, and have, have hope for the future. So uh, look up Launch Louisiana. Um, and obviously, we'll have links on our website, trickykid.com. Obviously, you can find us on Twitter. at uh, Our handle is tricky and the number two. Look up Facebook and uh, type in Tricky Kid Radio Podcast. 
Uh, if you're not a subscriber, definitely want to subscribe. Go to iTunes, type in Tricky Kid Radio, click the subscribe button. The show is always free. You'll get a show just like this each and every Thursday in your iTunes folder uh, or app and no waiting. And don't forget, we, are, we have just now launched Tricky Kid TV. Uh, already some great content over there. Just go over to YouTube.com, type in Tricky Kid TV. Tricky Kid is all one word. Uh, and we got some fun stuff happening over there. Uh, I also uh, want to thank uh, and, uh, and mention our sponsors, Office Furniture To Go. I know we just had Christmas and all that, but uh, you know it is a new year, and I know that in my house we're uh, doing a lot of what you would think was more like spring, kind of out with the old and in with the new. And so, if you guys need some new office furniture for this next uh, this next term, next semester, or universities out there that are just now getting back into school, uh, go on to trickykid.com, click on the uh, the banner there for office furniture to go. They'll throw us a kickback our way and. Uh, and you'll be able to get some good stuff and, uh, you know, for a good price, and it's good quality stuff, too. Uh, I'm going to be out in Vegas coming up uh, for the Intel Expo that's gonna, that starts on the, uh, the 16th of January. And I'm going to be out there um, all week uh, at the Hard Rock Hotel Cafe. I'll be doing this show. I'll be doing some, some DJ gigs as DJ Tricky Kid. Uh, we'll be doing this uh, show live, uh, obviously, during AVN. Uh, the... Uh, the Intel Expo and lots of other great uh, uh, events are going to be happening out in Vegas. So if you happen to be out there, come say hi. If you happen to see uh, me at the Hard Rock, uh, definitely say hello. And we look forward to seeing all of our friends out in Las Vegas. So uh, without further ado, uh, who wants to hear from the savior of the universe, Flash Gordon? Um, Sam Jones himself. What an experience this gentleman is. Uh, I had met Sam actually uh, earlier in 2016. He had come to, to a con. I, I I know Sam's been doing con appearances uh, for a while, but that was one of the first ones that I'd ever had seen him on. It was the first time I'd ever met him. And he is as intense as they come. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with what Sam looks like in 2016, now 2017, is he still looks like a complete badass. He's got he, he's a, he's a marine for real. Uh, he's got the flat top. He's got, I mean, it's 62 years. I think he's 62 years old. He's still got the biceps and he'll be the first to tell you <laughs> all about them. Uh, I was so pleased, uh, to have Sam on the show. I, I wanted to tell a, a, a quick little fun, fun story, um, was that Sam comes barreling in, uh, and over to our location and everything else. And we're kind of in a bit of a corner and he comes in. You know, and the dude is just ripped. I mean, he's wearing clothes to accentuate his ripped physique. And I'm not talking about, like, dad bod. I'm talking about this dude looks like, you know, a bodybuilder. And he is. And just a tough guy. But he's also got that tough guy person. I mean, it's like you're not sure how much you can separate Sam Jones, the person, from from Flash Gordon. You know what I mean? In terms of just he kind of walks it like he talks it. And... Uh, I know that Sam had, uh, had lived a very normal life for, 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 for a very long time. And so I think it's him getting back into character has been, been, been good for him and he's excited about it, but he comes in just unbound and where we were was in the corner. So, and I was in the, in the corner, so he'd have to sit down and have his back to everybody. And he immediately, uh, protested and was like, I don't have my back to anybody uh, I, I, that's the Marine in me. 
and immediately decided to come over and sit next to me. And there's a great picture I want to put up on my on my website because he, he he shook my hand. I think he broke three of the five fingers on my right hand. And uh, you know, and I, I say this all with the, the utmost uh, respect and support and love because I mean, obviously, Flash Gordon. To know me is to know my love of the movie Flash Gordon. And, and, uh, and, of course, the band Queen and the great soundtrack that, that goes along with that are two of my, you know, audio-visually, two of my favorite things, like, ever, like, in the wick, ever, um, of any sort of medium. So to be able to sit down with Flash Gordon, the savior of the universe, I'll, I'll take a, a, a few broken fingers there. But it was just so cool how he came around the table to sit next to me and was like, like, I mean, he's, he's on duty no matter where he goes. And uh, he tends to... Uh, uh, he's a, he's a very excitable person. So, uh, what you're going to hear is a, is a, is a, is a heavily edited version of the interview. Uh, cause I, but again, it was so great to spend time with Sam and, and again, he was somebody else that I was able to spend time with all four days. Like I said, the first Thursday was with the press junket and, uh, and then Friday he was, uh, was right next to him at the roast. Uh, and then Saturday right there with him, uh, for New Year's Eve. And then, um, and then we, we, did a great Q and A with him on on Sunday. So uh, again, so again, without further ado, welcome Sam Jones, Flash Gordon. Will you destroy this uh, later? I like to play with things while before annihilation. here with Flash Gordon, Sam Jones. Well, here we are. Roy. The savior of the universe yeah. right next to me. And you still look like the We're doing it. We're still doing it. Still working on it. You know? And so so how do you stay in such, such great shape? Oh, uh, you know, I, I have a lot of kids. Yeah. Grandkids. And we're always competing no matter what. And I told them. And, I, and it helps me because I told them when I'm 90, I'll still be able to do more pull-ups and push-ups and all of them. <laughs> <laughs> because you, but you're still you're still very much that character in your real life. How much of Flash Gordon is is in Sam Jones? I, I think this similarity similarities are uncanny. Yeah. I mean, I'm a former Marine, you know, but once a Marine, always a Marine. That's right. I've always lived my life that way. Um, you know, always helped out anybody. It's uh, you know struggling, meaning. Uh, any, any type of innocence that's been abused or trying to be abused sure. or taken advantage, I'll come in and help out. But, yeah, I, I think, uh, and that's the purity of Flash Gordon. That's what he does. You know, uh, good is good and bad is bad, and that's not been, that's the purity of the character, of the movie, of the whole um, uh, comic strip, is that he's, he's not been tainted. Right. He doesn't have any, I'm not saying, I mean, he doesn't have any superpowers. So um, it's it's the, the true purity and reality of, of of what he represents. But don't you think that it's you as the ambassador of the film is what's led to a lot of his longevity because you are very much that character? Well, I think it's helped. Yeah, I mean, I, I've never 
I mean, some there were some uh, representatives in my early career who said, well, you, you need to get away from Flash Gordon. I said, why? It's what I did. I'm very proud of it. It's part of me. And this is what I always bring to the table. And I can't be That's right. I can't be somebody else. I can only be who I am. That's right. And, but uh, you own it in a very special way because a lot yeah. of people, like you said, think, oh, I don't want to be stereotyped. They want to get away from it. It's kind of like yeah. you, you embrace it and love it, and you yeah. are that character. And, well, thank and, you. and we're all the better for it. That's uh, right. So, so, so what are your plans for New Year's Eve? We're here, we're here in Dallas at the Marvel Nerdy New Year's. So are you excited about this? Well, yeah. They, it's, it's a wonderful platform for me and for the fans to come out here and to have one-on-one you know, yeah. with us. And uh, we get to hear their story, too, so it's wonderful. For sure. Now, you did a screening at Richardson, uh, was it last night, right? And for Flash Oh, I did at the Alamo Draft House, right. yes. I wanted to be there. Yeah, the, the live commentary, which was a bit challenging, but it was wonderful. Oh, so, so what does that mean? So it wasn't like That a, means I'm talking during the actual movie. So the challenging part is uh, I have to talk when I'm not overlapping the actors on the film. Okay. And it's very difficult to do that. The whole objective of doing live commentary over film is to talk about behind the scenes what's going on behind the scenes when we're doing that that scene well but you get to talk for like 90 minutes uh, uh, something like not, that not like non-stop or anything oh no you can't you gotta you gotta let the audience listen to the dialogue well i was thinking it was kind of like you know we're just gonna show the film and you were gonna do a q and i did after. a q a afterwards as well so you did so you did so you did both ah the great sam jones flash gordon uh, I gotta love that intro. I mean, God, he's he's Flash Gordon for Christ's sake. I had a, you know, he deserves the man deserves an intro, correct? Uh, you know, and so I mean, I, I love that movie so much, and I, I love that soundtrack so much, and getting to spend time with with Sam was uh, such a such a, 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 a neat, uh, interesting, surreal, and at times just flat out weird experience. Uh, he's a neat, neat dude. Um, like I said, one thing it was funny. He uh, is kind of. You may know this, his career uh, or his profile has been raised because if you follow the, Ted McFarlane uh, is like me. He was a Flash Gordon fanatic or is a Flash Gordon fanatic, and but he was in a position where he's made the series of movies, you know, uh, with, with uh, I call him Marky Mark, of course, but with Mark Wahlberg uh, called Ted. And of course, Seth's, his voice is, basically he's Peter from uh, The Family Guy as Ted the Talking Bear. And and they, their kind of their shared friendship thing is their love over the movie Flash Gordon. So Seth cast Sam Jones as a kind of an, an exaggerated, uh, a very exaggerated version of himself uh, in the Ted movies, and and they proved to be so successful. And also because again, because Seth loves loves Sam and loves Flash Gordon, uh, to put him in in Ted two, and now the upcoming Ted three. So you'll be able to see Sam in the upcoming Ted 3 that I believe is coming out sometime this spring. Uh, again, like I said, I, I'm not really a, you know, it's a little bit blue for me, but I saw uh, the first Ted, uh, the first two Ted, and I actually really liked them both. I, I laughed a, a lot. Uh, I do enjoy The Family Guy, and, uh, you know, like anybody else, I like The Simpsons, and, you know, I've seen South Park, and, and but it's not really the kind of humor that I lead with. But uh, and, and, you know, it was funny, I was talking with Sam when we did the, uh, we did the Q&A, because again, he was somebody I was actually able to, to see. It was just crazy. I was able to see so many people and spend time with them like every single day for like four days and kind of get to know them. Uh, was that on the final day, uh, he did a QA and a and we uh, spoke, uh, you know, uh, on the record and off the record several times uh, for, for four days. 
And he had mentioned about how when he was presented with some of the dialogue from Ted, because basically, if you, I don't want to give away any spoilers, but when you watch the movie, uh, the Sam Jones in the movie is espousing about the benefits of, of crack cocaine, heroin, and, and, and you know, and cocaine, and it, it, it's very absurd stuff kind of thing. And uh, Sam is a very religious man and uh, very much uh, uh, sticks to the, you know, a lot, a lot of the, the kind of the clean living kind of thing. And so uh, one of the questions had come was, you know, how were you able to kind of reconcile that? I forget the guy's name that, that moderated the interview, but he was, he was a great, great guy. And I met him and his wife. Um, and, uh, and Sam had, had the great answer. He was like, well, you know, again, it's just, it's not me. It's just, I'm just, I'm just playing the role. I mean, I mean, that would be like saying that I also endorse, uh, you know, uh, throwing lightning bolts at, you know, at, uh, the, you know, the, the bald Asian man, you know, me and all that. So, um, but he, he got, he was very candid. He talked to, uh, it linked about what his life was like, you know, post, you know, Flash Gordon and where some of the, the lows he had reached and, uh, and it was funny, I, I, I don't know if he had extra coffee that day or something, but it was like every time somebody would ask a question, the answer would be these, it would start off resembling an answer to the question, but then it was a long, not rambling, but just never, never not interesting, never not uh, fascinating. And he kept calling them rabbit trails because all he, he like he would, he would, he would become aware of it. And he would go, oh, that's a rabbit trail. <laughs> and uh and then the moderator, but, but, but the moderator is looking up at him like, well, he's Flash Gordon. I'm not going to interrupt the savior of the universe. So, again, good times and, uh, and happy new year to, to Sam Jones. And, and, uh, and, and thanks again, uh, brother, for, for being on the show. And uh, we had such a good time. And I look forward to seeing you again down, down the road there. Um, so now uh, I, wanna, I wanted to, to tell you about something in the musical world that's really, really cool. It's starting out the year right with some great music. Uh, anybody that knows this show knows me and, and, and uh, is a fan or a listener of this show or, or a personal friend of mine knows how much I love the band of Melvins, uh, who were uh, probably one of my favorite episodes that we did have ever done was when we had the Melvins on uh, last spring. Uh, if you haven't heard that, again, I, I implore you to, uh, to check our backlog there and, and download the Melvins episode from, I think it was from April or May of 2016, but uh, anyway, you know those guys, one thing that they're known for is how prolific they are. Uh, they make a lot of records every year. That's what's so amazing about them, and they're all good. So, I mean, the Melvins kind of stand for quality. And it's just it's just a, an amazing how, how anybody can release that much music, that much quality music, year in, year out, for like 30 years now, you know? Uh, and so we were uh, talking about uh, Mike, uh, Mike Realm earlier. Mike Realm had... First time I got turned on to, to Mike Realm was he was was when I was living in uh, still in Brooklyn, and he was touring with a Mike Patton side project called Peeping Tom, and he was the turntables. He was kind of the uh, I forget what is what is Dandy Automator's alias on that uh, Nathaniel Merriweather presents Love It. That's what it is. So he was playing the Dandy Automator role on the turntables, and Mike just blew me away and, and so there's it's all kind of connected there so i thought it'd be kind of fun that mike Patton has a, a label course called ipecac recordings that have put out most of the of the melvin's output and the side projects of the melvin's including uh this great band called called les uh who i saw for the first time touring with the melvin's uh in 2015 and it's like performance art uh the uh the the, the female singer for les Boucherettes is just 
uh, something to be seen. There's there's no words or, or any sort of. And I'm good with words, as you know. I but I uh, it's it's she's an experience, and so I would expect nothing less for somebody that was endorsed by the Melvins to be anything less but this very cathartic, visceral, uh, kind of in your face type kind of thing. And well, they formed a little supergroup called Crystal Fairy, and uh, and so they have an album coming out in a few weeks on Ipecac. And since the name of the band is called Crystal Fairy, I kind of thought of that as sounding kind of like a Marvel character of some sort. And I wanted to play the song anyway. Uh, so this is a song, uh, 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 Chrysler, from uh, the upcoming Crystal Fairy album uh, on Ipecac Records. Supergroup Crystal Fairy, 
performing between the Melvins and uh, those featurettes. I hope they tour, man. I would love to see that live. I Again, I've seen both bands, obviously, individually and on the same night. Uh, but that would be a, a very interesting uh, thing to see what that would look like live as well. And it, it, the whole thing sounds so, so awesome. So I'm looking forward to kind of getting my hands on on the entire record for that be coming out later this month, again, on Ipecac. So, again, uh, for our final guest this week, you know, what do you what do, what do you say about Stan Lee, the man? Stan the man. I can make all the generic uh, general um, things or cliches and, and names about it, but uh, what it's like it's like this guy invented water. You know, he, hi, you know the you know the air you breathe that came from this guy. Like, I mean, it's it's rare that you meet somebody or talk with somebody uh, for things that are that are have had made such an impact on your life. You know, if you like roller skating and and everything else, you might meet a guy that, uh, you know, or a girl that, um, you know, that's good at roller skating. But it, it, it's rare that you meet the, the the original rebel, you know, the, the originator. And at 94 years young, uh, celebrated a birthday last Friday. Uh, we're so fortunate to still have Stan with us and, uh, and, and, and still just kicking so much ass. This guy isn't, they don't, you know, at 94 years old, you know, he could have retired. And that's why it would make sense, such an inspiration. It makes him such the genuine article, the real deal, because, you know, they could just roll him out like like like, you know, in some wheelchair and he's, you know, barely audible. And that's that's not the case. The Stanley that you get, the Stanley that I got. And again, somebody else that I got to see and spend time with for four straight days, every all four days was just as witty and as sharp and just with it and, and smarter than you, funnier than you. Uh, fearless and, you know, I mean, obviously his hearing isn't what it, what it was and he doesn't, doesn't look like he, he looks like he's in his twenties, but, uh, I was just so impressed with Stan. I've, I've had the fortunate, uh, time, you know, over the, over a couple of last couple of years to see Stan do a few Q and A's, uh, at some of the cons that I've attended, but this was, this was so much more, this was something much more intimate. This was something much more, uh, less routine. Uh, again, we started with the, the press junket on Thursday, and he did a uh, press conference, which you were going to hear. I was, uh, they only allowed a few questions. I was fortunate enough to be one of the ones, and actually the last one to, to, to ask a question. Uh, so you're going to get to hear that more as, as a, as a, in a roundtable type kind of way. But on Friday, the next day, uh, they did this birthday party slash uh, roast. It was hosted by Brian O'Halloran, uh, of course, Notice Dante Hicks from the Clerks uh, franchise from Kevin Smith, who will you will hear on uh, they will be here on this show next week, and him uh, along with uh, fellow Clerks uh, alumni Marilyn Gigliotti, who you will also be on the show next week, an old friend of ours. Uh, they did this uh, this great roast. It was so funny. They had uh, Michael Rooker, who was of course, if you remember. Uh, was in Mallrats, who's gone on. He's done so much stuff now that people were cheering for that. I didn't even know he was even in. To me, he, he's just that dude. He was the dad from Mallrats when people were cheering and screaming. So I guess I'm out of the loop on that one. And uh, and Ming-Hua was there. I mean, holy cow, how gorgeous is she? But the whole thing was so special. And again, I was uh, such an honor. I wanted I want to thank Marvel and uh, I wanted to thank Stan and, and the whole uh, crew from from Marvel and Geek Expos to, for me to be an invited guest. I'm sitting right up front, uh, you know, 
Peter Mayhew, who played Chewbacca, was at our table against Sam Jones, by scoring to the left of me. It was such a surreal, special night. But the, what I want you to, to, to come across here is that you're not supposed to be the funniest person at your roast. You understand? Even if you're a comedian, which Stan is not a professional comedian, but you would never know that, is they hire comedians. You see what I'm saying? That's the whole point. They bring in comedians to roast you. And he roasted every single one of them. He was funnier, quicker, and when people, you know, he had to keep, you know, getting up and thanking people and, and hugging people, especially the, uh, the, the the female attendees. It's one uh, cosplayer came out and since it was holidays, sang uh, a song to Stan very seductively. Basically, she was singing Santa Baby. It was the tune, Santa Baby, set to the tune, but she changed the words to Stanley Baby. Did a great job. Uh, and, uh, and then there was a, a lot of well-wishers. Of, and he was jumping out of that throne. You know, he always put the, the, ro- you know, the, the roast E in a throne. There was no slow movement. There was, you know, his body and mind are just as, you know, maybe not his hearing. Um, there was this little funny thing where they had to install this monitor so he could hear everybody. But uh, but the funniest guy in that room, the most entertaining person at the Stanley Roast was Stan Lee himself. Well, OK, so, uh, you know, the next night on New Year's Eve, I go into DJ Tricky Kid mode. And me and Tech and the gang are setting up in the in the other room. Uh, there were three big rooms set up. There was a blues band playing in room we'll call room A. There was a local kind of you know cover band that kind of does kind of the the, uh, the you know kind of the, the '90s kind of radio rock thing called Bad Karma. And then there was an EDM room uh, where we were throwing down again with Mike Realm. And so uh, you know it was so crazy that like so. Out of the three rooms, uh, you know, which room was, you know, Stan going to bless at midnight? Well, we had performed uh, and were done by 1130. So I had I was in a unique position to have rocked the house and had my pick of the three rooms. You know, I was and uh, and so I went into the the room B for Bad Karma uh, and with the clerk's crew, with Brian O'Halloran, Scott Schiaffo, who played the Chulies representative and, of course, my friend. Uh, Marilyn Gigliotti that played Veronica, and and a few other people. Ming Chen, of course, was there, um, and it was suddenly this really special moment. And I didn't know they were going to do this. And I'm not, you know, being an ageist saying that. Oh well, you know, it's past, you know, Stan's bedtime. But but I don't think anybody announced this or knew this. So this was a great surprise that I was in the right room. Stan comes out about five minutes before midnight. He does this great thing. Uh, Stan is a is a it's a testament to his, 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 you know, as a, what a good man he is. He's been married to his wife, Joan, uh, Joni, I think her name is, for 67 years. And she's just as with it as he is. And it was funny because they thought they were going to tr- turn the tables on him at the roast by calling her and having her roast him. And instead, Stan used that as a vehicle to have the funniest not, not, not joke of the night. So I don't want to give it away. So I'm sure they're going to put it up on their website. So if you check that out, uh, the, the Stanley Rose from Dallas and his birthday party, it's, it's, it's unbelievably hilarious. So since he got out there early, he thought, well, Hey, would it be okay if I were to call my wife? Cause I want to wish her, you know, so a 94 year old man asking his wife, if he misses him to, to, to call her and wish 
her uh, a happy new year to remiss that they weren't together. I mean, that's why they've been together for 67 years. And so he's an inspiration across the board in every uh, capacity, in his professional life, in his personal life, his longevity. Uh, and just me is just, is a is a is a complete fan of his work. So uh, anyway, so I've I've talked enough. I want to bring you Stan Lee, but I just wanted to say that what what an honor and what a, what a great, amazing special moment to be able to be right there and do the countdown and ring in uh, the new year uh, with Stan. And uh, and so without further ado, I want to bring you uh, just. 24 hours before his 94th birthday, uh, the creator of it all, uh, Stan the Man Lee. What can I tell you that you don't already know? <laughs> all right, again, guys, raise your hand if you have a question. We'll start right here. Hey, Stan, as someone who's created so many heroes, I wonder who is the real life hero of your life? Not some actor on the screen. But whether it's your mom or your dad or somebody in World War II, who is the hero of your life that allowed you to be Stan Lee? Now, you got to forgive me. I don't hear as well I as I did. I only put half of that. Who is your personal hero? Do you have a real-life hero, someone in your life that means a lot to you? <laughs> I had a hero, but he was a phony. He was a movie hero, Errol Flynn. I loved the roles he played. I always wanted to be like Errol Flynn. Luckily, I grew up to look exactly like him and to be every bit as wonderful as he is. Did <laughs> you follow that? Ask if there's somebody like him is not somebody on the screen. It's oh, in his, in like his real personal, life. Like a fam, you have like a family member that was a hero to you or someone in your personal life that's a hero to you. I have to be honest, no. I loved my family, but none of them were that heroic. Um, no. No. Okay. Terrible. I wish I had a more exciting answer for you. Right, CW. Story here. Joel Fernandez with CW 33 News. How do you feel about being here in Dallas uh, hosting this show? How do you feel about being here in Dallas and hosting this show? Wonderful. I love Dallas. I love the people in Dallas. Every time I've been here, it's been great. I assume this will be the same, even though I don't hear as well as I did last time. All <laughs> uh, right. What's story here? You can't tell me he's not whispering. How does it feel to finally see Spider-Man like standing alongside the other characters in the MCU? How does it feel to finally see Spider-Man standing side by side with the other characters in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, finally, after all these years? I'll show you why I'm such a good interview subject. Feels fine. <laughs> yeah, it feels wonderful. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, so James? Hi, uh, James Enfeld, Geek Me Radio. With you being now the highest paid executive producer in movie history with Marvel movies grossing 10 billion worldwide now, is there anything, if you could go back in time to your 50 years ago, 1976, and say to yourself, is there anything you would change being as successful as you are now? I hope you have a good memory. I do. Uh, with the big success that the Marvel movies are having now, if you could go back in time 50 years ago, is there anything you would change knowing the success that they are having today? No. What we did years ago was pretty good, but it had to take until Marvel became under new management who was willing to do the movies. We were run by people who didn't want to do movies, they didn't want to do television. I remember I said to one publisher that we had, I 
I said, why don't we put our characters on the screen like Superman? And he said, well, what if the movie isn't a hit and they'll stop buying the books? That was the way they thought. So it took until um, Disney came along. Bless Disney. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Zach. Uh, Zach Jenkins from my YouTube section. We wanted to know what would you give as life advice? Feel worth life well. What sort of advice would you give as life advice, being able to live life well? Don't murder anybody. <laughs> don't rob any banks. Gee, I don't know. I'm not that great at advice. I, um, I think the most important thing, really, is if you, every man and a lot of women, work for a living, and you spend most of your time working, if you can be lucky enough to do the kind of work that you enjoy, I think that helps so much because then you feel you're not working, you're just playing, you're having fun, you're doing what you like to do. I think if you have a job that you don't like, that's terrible. But as I say, if you like what you do, I think that's the best situation. We have one final question, Roy. We're here with Good Radio. Uh, to add on to that, uh, enjoying your work, if this is one of your last con appearances, will you still continue to do the cameos in the movies? Uh, playing off the fact that this was one of your last con appearances, are you still planning on doing What do you mean it's one of my <laughs> last con appearances? <laughs> <laughs> you could have been for 20 more years. No, I hope uh, you, I do hope you, you still plan on doing more cameos in the movies, uh, regardless of whatever Oh, I hope so, because it isn't my decision. They have to say to me, Stan, will you do a cameo? And then they hold their breath, hoping I won't say no. <laughs> oh, no, I love doing them. I'll keep doing them as long as I can. All right, fantastic. Yeah. I'll give you one final photo. Uh, Let's, and I'll ask one question just so these guys can go. And hey, hey, I mean, that was Stan Lee. I mean, from the creator of it all, like I said, from, from Marvel Comics. And, Again, I, I, I could talk all day. I could, I could spend an entire episode just talking about what an inspiration he's been to me over the years, but just what an inspiration he was to me the last four days. Uh, just his humor, his generosity, uh, his wit, his longevity, uh, how much he loves his wife, what a great sport he was. Again, and I said Thursday Press Junket. And he was busy, man. Thursday Press Junket, Friday the birthday arose, Saturday New Year's Eve, Sunday was the Q&A. And all that time he was doing, you know, press and, and, and signings and the, and the whole bit, like he was in his 20s and, and uh, never faltered. So, again, to the whole Marvel family, to Geek Expos, everybody, uh, thank you so much for, for having me in all the capacities uh, that, I, that I was in. I uh, want to thank Ashlyn Starbuck, a uh, great cosplayer and uh, regular co-host. You're going to hear from her next week uh, when we bring you... Uh, the clerks, the clerks crew, sorry, the clerks crew, uh, and Ming Chen and many, many others. So it's going to be a great, great part two next week. Um, before we get out of here, I wanted to say something else. As you know, I mentioned about Mike Realm earlier, who headlined the EDM stage. I can't even begin to tell you uh, how fun him and his wife, Laura, were and how they just made this New Year's Eve. I want to thank uh, Darren Tech Force Columbus. Uh, you know, my, my partner in crime, my, my, my performer uh, at large, and we've got so much coming for you in 2017. Again, I'm not going to use some cliche of you ain't seen nothing yet, but you ain't seen nothing yet, okay? Uh, he's got, Tech has got this new record coming out. We've got all these shows coming up planned that I, I'm looking forward to being able, being able to tell you about. 
and uh, and it's just he's just tremendous. Uh, also to Emmanuel, uh, one up creative mind frame. What an insanely talented guy. Uh, you know those dudes that can just kind of do it all, like they kind of make you kind of sick. Like, well, that's that dude. He's like, he's ridiculously he, like he's, you know, it's kind of BS to be that good looking and talented and stylish and can do it all. So, uh, so I, I, I say to you, sir, uh, well done, but, uh, I, I, he opened the show and just killed man. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to also, we're going to be doing some projects with him. Um, got a few surprises about, about doing some live instrumentation, but, uh, hip hop is alive and well in 2017, ladies and gentlemen. And, uh, I'm very, very excited to be a, to be a part of that. And again, so look for, for Tech Force. Go on to all the, 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 the Googles and the Twitters and the Facebooks and uh, look up Tech Force. It's T-E-K-F-O-R-C-E. If you remember, he was the co-host for the, uh, the last episode, which where we looked back on 2016 and uh, actually talked about the upcoming show that we did together uh, uh, there on New Year's Eve. But, uh, but uh, for him... Met a lot of great people. There was another DJ there who, uh, this, this, this kid wore an Iron Man mask while he did this crazy Game of Thrones intro. His name was uh, Matthew Fulmer. He was really, really cool. Uh, Rob Irvin, the uh, stage manager, like what what could have been a potentially disastrous situation turned out to be something quite special thanks to him. And and, and that's kind of what leads me to with, with, with Mike Realm and his wife, Laura, was that uh, getting to spend time with them, uh, talking about just clicking, it just it created such a special vibe, and it had almost everything to do with um, all of us coming together. Me and, and, like I said, and Tech and his his girl and uh, and Mike and Laura and the whole group. We just kind of formed this kind of family, and being able to ring in the new year with all of them together, like I said, along with Stan Lee. Uh, the Thrux crew and all that, whatever. It was one unforgettable extended weekend. And I wanted to say Happy New Year to all of you and, and to extend my gratitude to, uh, uh, to, all, of, to, 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 all, to all of them. Uh, because, again, like I said, it was just, it was just such a perfect way uh, to bring in this new year. And I wish everybody uh, health and happiness and renewal and I hope you're making all of your uh, your uh, resolutions, and I hope they all come true in the very, very first month. Again, to tell you a little bit about where you can find us, look for us on uh, Twitter. Go on to Twitter and go type in uh, Tricky Kid in the number two. That's our handle on there. Uh, of course, you can find us at TrickyKid.com. That's T-R-I-C-K-Y hyphen K-I-D.com. And again, like I said, got some great new content Uh uh, starting to add stuff more and more. It's been a bit of a slow process, but it's going to be more and more on a regular basis at our YouTube channel, Tricky Kid TV. And just go there and just type in Tricky Kid TV. And again, go to iTunes. We want you to subscribe. We want It's free. We, you'll get a show like this every single Thursday. Uh, just type in Tricky Kid Radio uh, Podcast. It'll come right up. Click the subscribe button, and it'll be free each and every week. Uh, also, again, also we're on Facebook for Tricky Kid Radio Podcast, or just talking to Tricky Kid Radio. And then, you know, I want you to like my DJ page, DJ Tricky Kid. You know, I, I've got so many pages, I almost uh, didn't want to have to do one. Uh, but I thought, man, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's been kind of problematic not having one. So uh, go ahead and check that out, whatever, do some, do some exclusives. Also, don't forget to go to TrickyKid.com. And when you type, when you type in the, the, the link for Tricky Kid Radio, 
because this is the audio version, and this is just the beginning of it. Um, this is just the beginning of it, because you go there, there's going to be pictures. You can see pictures of Flash Gordon. You can see pictures of the of the of Natalie Cox and and uh, and us having a great time and laughing together. You you'll be able to see pictures of Ashlyn Starbuck and all of her amazing cosplay. She kicks so much butt. Uh, this week, and she's one of the best cosplayers in the world, and one of the best people that I know. So, um, you can see all the action from the roast. You can see the stuff from New Year's Eve. You can see Mock Realm getting down. You can see me and Tech getting down, and and all that. So, uh, you're definitely going to want to have that visual companionment, uh, other than other than just the audio. So, definitely check out TrickyKid.com. That's T-R-I-C-K-Y-Hyphen-K-I-D.com. Again, want to thank all of my guests this week. Natalie Cox, thank you so much. Uh, Sam Gordon, I'm sorry, Sam Gordon. <laughs> Sam Jones, Flash Gordon, the savior of the universe. You see how nervous that guy makes me? Uh, again, uh, want to thank him so much for coming on. And again, uh, none of it would be possible without Stan Lee. So again, so thank you to all my guests. Excited. Tune in next week. We're going to bring you part two. We're going to have Brian O'Halloran. Marilyn Gigliotti, Scott Schiaffo, uh, three cast members from, from Clerks and the upcoming Clerks 3. And we're going to get into all that and be able to talk about um, the, uh, you know, the, the upcoming movie. And I know everyone's excited about that. So you're going to be able to get kind of a, a bit of, a, of, a, of an early scoop there. So make sure you tune in there. Ashlyn Starbuck will be joining us. So we'll be with Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Men. And it's going to be a great, 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 great show. So again... Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Roy Turner, and I thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of Tricky Kid Radio, and we'll see you next week. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs>